The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7 episode 3284. We are concluding our look at the Ahsoka's walkabout story arc in season 7 on the Clone Wars as we consider who Ahsoka is becoming over the course of our time with her in the essential episodes that Lucasfilm flagged for us. And yeah, <laughs> let's just get into it, shall we? Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So the last two episodes in the Ahsoka's walkabout story arc, that would be Dangerous Debt, and together again, that would be episodes 7 and 8 from season 7 of The Clone Wars. Well, the morals really kind of sum up what we're supposed to learn about Ahsoka Tano as part of these quote-unquote essential episodes, the one that Lucasfilm flagged for us to get us all excited about the upcoming Ahsoka series. The morals are those little, you know, things in the blue text at the beginning of all those episodes. So the moral for episode seven is who you were does not have to define who you are. And the moral for episode eight says you can change who you are, but you can't run from yourself. And they're almost kind of cyclical and maybe even contradictory somehow, I guess, depending on how you look at them, right? So uh, who you were, great. You know, now you can define who you are and you can change who you are, but you can't run from yourself, which is who you were. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting conundrum to say the least. But ultimately, what it's telling us is summed up at the end of this arc when Bo-Katan shows up at the Martez sisters' maintenance platform in level 1313 and says, hey, we've got a common enemy, let's go get Maul. And Ahsoka's like, yeah, I'm not sure about this. And the Martez sisters both say, yeah, you've got to go do this. This is just kind of who you are. Ahsoka had said earlier on in the arc that her particular morality is that if she sees someone who's in need, then she wants to help them. Like, that's just who she is and how she's wired. And that's what the Martez sisters are saying about Bo-Katan, that Bo-Katan needs help, and Ahsoka's the kind of person who wants to be helpful, so go do it. But the particular issue is that she gets to do that now outside of the Jedi Order. And there's drama and conflict in this episode when the Martez sisters find out that she used to be a Jedi and the Pikes are wondering whether she is still a member of the Jedi Order and working for the Republic and maybe the Martez sisters were in on it but then <laughs> later on it seems like no Ahsoka's duped the Martez sisters somehow and really the Pikes just didn't understand the whole scenario either it was just you know two kids totally out of their depth who happened to stumble upon a you know, Jedi Padawan who had been forced out of the order and decided not to come back and it just was all like one random bit of luck. And in truth, there's you know parts of this episode that feel like 
we are watching chessboard pieces being moved into place. Like we had to get Ahsoka to the place where she could be out of the Jedi Order so she could be available to Bo-Katan so Bo-Katan could take her to go after Maul so we could have the Siege of Mandalore story that we all have been hoping for and waiting for and have been hearing about for years and years and years. But Ahsoka really does need to have a particular kind of emotional experience to prepare her for what's going to come next. And part of that happens in the prison cell with the Martez sisters where they reveal just how it is that their parents had quote unquote split. That's how they put it early on in the story arc. But the truth of it goes back to a story arc in the Clone Wars when Zero the Hut had been broken out of a Republic prison and went on the lamb and was trying to escape down in the Coruscant underworld. It turns out tragically that their parents were killed as you know, collateral damage basically when Zero was on the run and the Republic and the Jedi were chasing after them. There was a ship that would have crashed into a platform full of people and the Jedi made it miss the platform and slam into a wall and the Martez sisters' parents were on the other side of that wall and were killed and the Jedi were very detached in their interactions with the sisters. I guess a Jedi came up to them and said, yeah, you know, I had to do it, but don't worry, the force is with you. And then just bailed. Like, and there was no help for them. There was no realization that these kids were on their own and had been orphaned and the Jedi and the Republic did nothing for them. And for Ahsoka, that's a truly humbling story. And it kind of snaps her out of her you know, Jedi high-mindedness, if you will, and kind of reminds her that, yeah, there were problems with the Jedi Order, and those problems are part and parcel of why she left. I mean, even in that season five story arc, when they were trying to investigate what happened with the bombing and looking at the guy who ended up blowing himself up or getting himself blown up over the situation and let a term on his wife, like when they went to go to ask her more questions than where they had to visit her, Ahsoka's reaction to the surroundings was like, I thought working in the Jedi, Jedi temple would pay a lot more. And so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think the Jedi were failing the people of Coruscant on a lot of levels and it had just been getting significantly worse over the years. And then you get Barriss Afi's speech about how, you know, the Jedi have become the villains in this whole conflict after all. So there's a lot of complex emotion that Ahsoka has to reconcile as part of her departure from the Jedi Order and getting a broader perspective, getting a first step into a larger world, as we were saying the other day, about who the Jedi are and what they represent to the people of the galaxy. But by the same token, we also see that Ahsoka is at her best when she's in the thick of the action, right? And, you know, she manages to grab a bunch of bombs and says, yeah, I might as well blow this place apart while I'm trying to escape. So, yeah, she definitely needs to put her talents in a particular direction. And she has a way of thinking about things that, you know, maybe at some point kind of aligned with the Jedi Order. But over the course of time, it seems like their feelings about things diverged. And it'll be interesting to consider that further as we dig into her post-Clone Wars history. But we're not there just yet. We still have a little more Clone Wars to talk about. However, that'll do it for today's episode of the podcast. And it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. 
7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited. Other respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyrighted by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.